Well, hello there. This is the Big Boss Book Club. And this is season two. Hello and welcome to the Big Boss Book Club. Um, this week I'm going to be talking about Arkham Horror the Living Card Game. Um, if you want a little bit more insight in terms of Arkham Horror the Living Card Game, please go back to episode uh, season one and uh, have a listen to my Arkham Horror episode. Just go into a little bit more detail about how the game is played. This episode though is going to focus on actually um, an article I wrote for my blog. Um, I will put the link for the blog into the description for the episode. Um, essentially I just talked about who I believed were the best solo play investigators. So as I talk about in the Arkham Horror episode, Arkham Horror is for one to four players. So you can play this game solo. Um, what I looked at when I wrote my article was really um, investigators that I felt would be pretty good solo, um, not just because of their abilities, but because of the cards they could gain access to throughout the course of playing the game, whether that's cards that they started with, or whether that was cards that experience would get them, um, and I tried to sort of get characters that were um, pretty balanced. I focused on the rogue class, um, simply because rogue is my favourite class. Um, I mentioned that in the Arkham Horror episode, and I will continue to tout that I'm a big fan of um, the Rogue class. But the the aim of this episode, essentially, is to really expand on that. So um, I'll briefly go into the blog and what I put in there, um, who I believed were the best solo uh, investigators. Um, I will briefly go over, as well, someone who I completely missed and totally uh, slipped slipped through the net when I was writing the actual article because um, I think actually they probably could get a prime prime spot in that but we'll go into that in a bit then what I'll do from there is really just expand on that article by just sort of looking at another couple of the classes and just sort of saying having a look at some of the other investigators who actually investigators who I have played solo um and are really good. Well, we were really good at the time I was playing them solo anyway. Um, which has been a while. I haven't really, unfortunately, had much time to sit and, and really have a few good games. Um, I'm hoping to uh, try and get a little bit more solo play. And hopefully, once this whole lockdown's finished, um, get back to playing in the group. And, and maybe even have the guys on to, to do like a live playthrough, which would be pretty sweet. Um, so we'll go for a break. Come back, I'll just go briefly again into the article. And then we'll move on from there. So we'll be right back. Uh, welcome back. So, as I mentioned, I wrote an article for my uh, blog. Again, I will put the link into the episode description. Please do go check it out. I haven't written much in a while. Um, I don't get to write very often. It's a case of having the time to sit and, and, and really sort of work on stuff. Um, it's one of the situations where I've got like a few things actually half written and just unfortunately never never had a chance to finish them off. By the time you come back to them, you've lost your train of thought and it's, it's just a whole waste of time. Um, but I did write this article. Had a bit of downtime, um, was able to sort of uh, uh, crank it out. Uh, unfortunately, I completely missed an investigator um, who who probably really should have a a, a real spotlight in the uh, in the uh, 
the blog, but it, we'll go through it now. So essentially, I focused on the, the row class. Um, if you've listened to my Arkham Horror episode from season one, um, which if you haven't, please go back and, and give it a listen. Um, I do talk the Rogue are my favourite class. Um, I'm a huge fan of Skids O'Toole, the character. He is essentially the person, well, essentially the character that got me um, interested in playing Arkham Horror, the the card game. Um, the Rogue class, um, to put a definition on Rogue, would be um, slippery. Um, they are very evasive. Um, they have very poor willpower, um, so unfortunately when they're tackling the actual mythos itself, uh, they don't generally do too well. But in terms of being able to slip away and have very tricky and tactics and be very slippery, again is is that word, um, rogues are, are the class for me. Um, <laughs> I, I love their playstyle. I love how some of their actions are very help your help your partners, but actually you're kind of helping yourself. Um, they have the ability to really ump their uh, resource uh, generation. They've got a load of resource generating cards, and, and probably what I consider to be one of the best level zero um, resource generating cards in the game at the moment, which is a Faustian bargain. Um, zero cost, level zero, and puts two um, uh, curse tokens into the chaos bag and gain five resources Pfft, it's like yeah okay <laughs> uh, let's do that um absolutely wonderful but the 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 actual article i wrote um essentially focused on three investigators which were um jenny barnes um skids O'Toole and finn um essentially the reason i went for them was because well, I've played as Jenny Barnes um, solo previously, and I found her to be really good. And that was actually before a lot of the um, resource reliant cards came in. So cards such as um, the uh, Well Connected, uh, Money Talks, these cards that weren't out at the time. Um, but with Jenny's ability to generate quite a lot of resources, these these cards are actually like really good in her. So I talked a bit about her. I talked a bit about uh, Skids O'Toole. Um, his ability to just bin two resources to gain an action is phenomenal. And especially because that can be any action. One of the bad things about Jenny Barnes, essentially she gets a free resource a turn. Um, Finn gets that free evasion a turn. They're not always going to be usable. Well, the, the resource is always welcome, but... Sometimes you just like an action because you could do something else. Um, and without having to pay the six for Leo DeLuca, it's, it can be a bit restricting. Um, so I, I talked about Skids O'Toole, um, talked about Jenny Barnes, and talked about Finn um, because I felt that they were the best um, solo investigators, at least in the rogue class, because obviously, again, I focused on, on the rogue class. Um, I think the rogues have become a lot more prominent in terms of being able to do things like investigate. So they've got the level zero lockpicks now, which is still, I think it's a cracking card, especially, well, I mean, a lot of these rogues you find have got a reasonably okay investigation stat and a really good evasion stat. So if you're adding them together to do an investigate, generally you're going to be quite successful. And lockpicks is just a phenomenal way of doing that. Um, the sort of increasing the experience version of lockpicks is a little bit better. Um, then you get cards like Lola Santiago, Intel Report, that just basically allow you to pay to get clues instead. 
they, they've become a lot more investigator heavy which considering the original rogue investigator skids was um his splash sort of uh, faction was was guardian so quite weird to see that they've they've kind of said well actually we'll move away from the fighting and we'll we'll put them more in an investigator avenue um they do have a, a stockpile of weapons so they can fight as well so you know you've got things like the 38 derringer um the bigger guns like the Chicago typewriter you've got a lot of these big big beefy guns that can that can do damage pretty easily and generally quite successful when you're when you're going to throw them at an enemy um but i think again the rogues real strength comes in their ability to evade and they have a lot of that to really utilize that evasion uh, stat so i felt that with the cards that Skids could pack, so his he can do a little bit of fighting and and sort of utilize Guardian class to a improve his uh, actually you know do some fighting and gain some clues, um, but could then utilize some of their abilities to gain extra actions. So he could choose what he wants to do on his on his turn. Um, Finn is able to place some Survivor and some Seeker cards, only up to five. But if you play them right, you, you don't probably need more than five. Um, both Survivor and Seeker have some wonderful cards, uh, especially now. The card pool for them is, is so much better than it was initially. Jenny's five splash um, of any level zero is good. And I used to have a set that I would play, so I would play Tombline Christopher, um, two copies of... Um, Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's Arcane Studies, the the card that allows you essentially, if she plays the Hard Knocks, um, the Arcane Studies gives her what's left. So you've potentially got you can pay to get your stats up, and with her ability to gain an extra, basically gains two resources a turn instead of one. Um, like I said, didn't even have the cards like Well Connected and Money Talks at the time, so actually I would probably even play it a bit differently now where I would be really heavy on the resource generation and really pump a lot of my effort into gaining the resources to utilise those cards. Um, but at the time it was more gain resources and then bin them for those abilities to, to pump up my stats. So um, different styles of play, but I think it goes to the same the same sort of result at the end. Um, and again, Finn, um, because of his illicit ability, um, you can get that really put in like a fence uh, sort of strategy. Fence reduces the cost of a um, illicit card if it's fast, or if it's not fast, it makes it fast. So again, it's a free action, which in a game where you only have three actions each turn, that action economy is is absolutely critical to being able to move forward in the game. Um, I did allude to it earlier, but rogues get a lot of resource generation between cards like Payday, Faustian Bargain, Hot Streak. They have some of the best resource generation in the game. They can get a lot of extra actions. As I said, things like Fence make things fast. Um, cards like Ace in the Hole gives you those uh, extra actions. Uh, okay, it's a one-off bonus, but who cares? It's, it's extra actions. Cards like Leo DeLuca give you an extra action each turn. Just a blank extra action that you can use for anything you want um 
and that again combos in with things like payday uh, payday's ability is you gain a resource for every action you've done so if you've had your three actions your leo de luca action if you're playing a skids o'toole you've you've paid two and maybe had another action then you use fence to play payday because it makes it fast and you've done six actions so you've paid two resources during the turn and then you've made six resources back i don't know about you but i feel that's a good good trade-off <laughs> um so again it's a lot of combo stuff as well um which again can be troublesome in this game you've got to get your combo pieces out you've got to get those cards if you don't get them all these things i'm talking about just kind of fall and, and wither away but that's why i sort of felt the skidzo tool was good because you could still pay those two resources and gain that extra action and you'll always get that extra resource with jenny and Finn will always be able to evade for free. And he's got good investigation and evasion stats to help with that. However, <laughs> the one person I missed was Trish Scarborough. Um, completely uh, slipped my mind. A rogue investigator from the Innsmouth Conspiracy Box. Um, I didn't mention her in the blog post simply because I forgot. Um, Innsmouth was pretty fresh out. I hadn't really had a chance to sit and properly look at her or anything to do with the box. So I really, um, unfortunately, kind of missed the boat there and I, I, I didn't get a chance to put her in. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about her now. Um, she is the rogue we've really been waiting for. <laughs> she has uh, She's a rogue investigator um, for intellect and for evasion. So again, we're still really, really leaning heavily into this um they can do evasion and they can do investigate it's a lot of picks again you're investigating for an eight <sighs> you know you, you can't you just can't argue with that um she can play rogue zero to five seeker zero to two obviously neutral zero to five as well but those seeker cards i think are where we're really going to see a good positive um, take on Trish so one thing I'll talk about in a bit is actually Ursula so Ursula is probably my if you're going to choose a seeker to go solo Ursula would be that character but I think you can also get a similar usefulness out of Trish so Trish's ability is after you discover a clue um, at a location with an enemy you can either discover an additional clue or you can automatically evade that enemy now Thanks to a lot of the cards that have been released, there's ways to avoid attacks of opportunity. So you could do an investigate um, and then evade, or you could do an investigate and then just grab two clues instead. Um, but there's lots of these little cards. Um, so we'll go a little bit more into it with Ursula. Um, but her, the cards she can pick from sort of Seeker, 0 to 2, you're getting cards like Shortcut, you can get cards like Milan Christopher, you can get um, you know some of these really nice. Like I like, I quite like field work as a um, as a card. I think it's wonderful. Again, it does kind of fall into this combo, so you need to be able to get the cards in hand. But Seeker have a lot of drawing cards, which is something the rogues actually lose out on. Yeah, they get all the resources, but they lose out on the drawing. But actually, the Seekers get the drawing. So now with Trish Scarborough, you have the opportunity to not only gain masses of resources, but gain masses of cards, which really, really fits in to being able to do stuff. 
you have the money to do it and you have the cards to do it. Um, this ability of hers as well is a free trigger, so you can either evade or discover an additional clue. Either one of those is an action you no longer have to spend because you're essentially getting it for free. In fact, there's plenty of things that trigger for free that allow you to trigger this ability for free. So you can play cards like um, Laboratory Assistant, I think it is. Um, it's just discover a clue at your location. Working a hunch, discover a clue at your location. Working a hunch is a fast action. So if you're engaged with an enemy, it can't, it won't attack you anyway. So you gain a clue for free. And then you can use your ability to evade that enemy for free. And you've still got three actions left. <laughs> the, the, you can, you know... What more can you say? Her, her ability opens up. And her cards that she can pack opens up a whole world of, of potential awesomeness. Um, the, like I said, there, there's some weaknesses, um, like I said, getting very similar to Ursula, so getting the combo pieces into play takes time, resources, and experience points. Um, there are some absolutely wonderful um, cards that you can pick up for her with experience. The, I mean... You could go down the avenue of the tarot cards, get the two tarot cards for Rogue and um, and Seeker. Uh, hell, you could even go down the avenue of actually going tarot heavy and really lay into it and get the um, the blank, the neutral one as well. Yeah, yeah. The 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 avenues are <laughs> the avenues are really endless with her because she's she's got such a, a wide variety. I mean, you pack in sort of cards that are like boost up your intellect. Like I said, the tarot card um, death um, allows you to boost up your intellect. And um, the rogues have a very similar one. I can't remember off the top of my head what that is called. Um, I think it may be the moon um, gives you plus one evasion. But then, yeah, I mean, you can even pack the neutral one if you wanted to. Um, uh, Ace of Rods, you you know, it's it takes an additional action, and a Kazlov, the um, Soothsayer allows you to play more tarot, so you could you could lean heavily into the tarot with her, have some boosted stats. It's probably not where I would go with her. I would be probably leaning heavily into Doctor Milan Christopher and going for those. Going for those um, as many free triggers as physically possible. I mean, some of the upgrades available, um, very similar to Ursula, I guess. Um, there are, you know, we've got cars like Pathfinder. Um, if you're not engaged with an enemy, exhaust Pathfinder, move to a connecting location. Um, cars like Lone Wolf for um, the road class, if you're, you know, sort of on your own. Gain a resource, okay, <laughs> for free every turn. All these cards, yeah, they cost resources, and yeah, they cost actions to put down, but once they're all working together, you get potentially an, a really difficult investigator to pin down, and who, they'll constantly be evading bad guys, getting the clues, and for the bulk, that's what you need to, to advance. You need to get clues. So I think... Trish, out of actually all of the rogue investigators, probably has the biggest potential um, because she has such a an, a broader access to those seeker cards. Um, you know, you got 
cards like um, uh, Occult Invocation, which can deal with some fighting. Whether you'd want to go down that avenue, I don't know. But you can use cards like Shortcut, get that free move, Working Hunch, get that free clue. Oh, I mean, yeah, Dr. Milan Christopher, you know, um, as I've said previously, I don't do the taboo, I don't play taboo, so I'm still using Milan Christopher in the ways printed, so every time I successfully investigate, I gain a resource, and it gives you that static plus one boost to your intellect. Again, the world is your oyster with that ability. Um, something I've grown to become a fan of is also things like Crystallizer of Dreams. Um, which is a rogue asset. Um, basically, when you play a event, you put it under Crystallizer of Dreams. It can hold five events underneath, and you can detach them to use their um, icons, so you can commit them to tests. Again, gives you great reusability. Yeah, you get that enemy, but mm, your evasion's four. Your ability is, when you discover a clue, you can potentially ev evade for free. You're not really worrying too much about that enemy. Um, I think Trish has pretty much got it, got it nailed down. Um, I can see Trish becoming a big, big deal um, in terms of, of Arkham Horror the card game. I think because of the classes that she embodies, the cards she has access to, she is going to be drawing. She is going to be gaining resources. She's going to be getting action economy. She's going to be able to really, as long as she gets her combo pieces into play, again, same as any investigator, she is going to be absolutely um, pounding the pavement in terms of uh, of solo play. And and even in multi-man play, she, she's going to be an absolute powerhouse, I think. Um, again, that's just my thoughts. I if you've got different thoughts, you know, let me know. Um, but I think... Uh, Trish Scarborough for me on review <laughs> I can't believe I missed her when I wrote my blog um, absolutely could kick myself when I read her <laughs> when I read her cards I was like wow man why didn't I get this in the blog um, but yeah really big on Trish Scarborough um, so I think that's it really for, for that part so what we'll do now is we'll have another quick break because I appreciate it. I've been going on for a bit um, and then we'll come back just have a look at the um, Seeker and uh, Survivor characters that I, I like for solo play and then um, we'll sort of move on from there. Hi, welcome back. Um, we're talking about Arkham Horror, the living card game. Just again, an expansion on a blog post that I wrote. And again, I will put the link into the episode description. Um, so we're talking about solo investigators, or who are the best investigators to... Um, go solo with um the article touches on the road class uh, three specific investigators um just got into um what would have been an honorable mention ended up being quite a big rant about how great she was so she's trish scarborough um, from the insmith conspiracy box um going back a bit more old school though um i'd like to look at a secret investigator so the i actually quite like to look at two um there are two that really stand out. So first is from the Forgotten Age, which is Ursula. So Ursula's ability, essentially she gets a free action when she moves, um, which is great. Um, you can't really fault that. She has four intellect anyway. So she gets into a room and she takes a free action, well, a trigger ability action to uh, investigate, which is great. So that ability is really useful and if you can get the right 
cards down to really utilize that ability you can make some magical things happen so one thing that um jumps to mind is field work so field work when you enter a, a new location um, it's got at least one clue on it you can exhaust field work and you get plus two skill value to the next skill you perform so okay so straight away you're going into a room you're going to trigger your ability to do a free action uh, to do a free investigate you're going to pop field work to get plus two to your skill value so you're going to be investigating at six great but let's look at other things that can be around that so cars like a shortcut or pathfinder allow that move to be free so you move for free then you get to trigger your free ability and then you get to boost your stats for free so you've done three things and you've not used a single action yet um, you can have cars like Dr Milan okay Dr Milan is post so you're gonna go in you're gonna have five stat then you're gonna get plus two from field work then if you succeed you're gonna gain the clue plus a resource so <laughs> you've triggered all these free things and you've not used an action yet you've moved you've investigated and you've gained a resource and you've not done you've not used an action okay this is a very expensive because uh, I mean field works too. Uh, Dr. Milan's six, uh, four, so you got six resources that you need to spend before you can do any of that. <laughs> but you know you can get that in one turn. You start off with five. If you get the cards in hand, you gain a resource, then play those two cards, and and you're essentially set up for the next turn. I mean, hell, like I said, if you're using things like shortcut, shortcut's a free action at zero cost. It's fast. So again, it doesn't use one of your actions. One of the biggest things, I believe, in solo play is action economy. Action and resource economy are your are how you are going to win, how you're going to succeed. Because if you can't gain resources and you can't boost your actions each turn, you're done for. And I think Ursula, with her ability alone, and her stats alone, because 7 health, 7 sanity is pretty good. Three willpower is pretty fair. She only has one fight, but that doesn't really matter. Um, four evasion, four intellect. You have got all the base there for a solid solo investigator. Her ability to pack any um, relics as well is massive. So you can pack things like Grotesque Statue, um, Crystallizer of Dreams. I've mentioned in um, when I talked about Trish, then the Crystallizer. I think in solo play, if my investigator can pack it, I'm going to have them packing it. Being able to use those events and then store them under Crystallizer for when you need them for skills, I think is going to be absolutely critical. Um, seeker skills are pretty good. Um, things like Deduction, Inquiry Mind, they're all really, really useful and they're all very good. Um, so I think the Seeker skill set is pretty strong. Like I said, the, the Relics... Oh, it just it just makes things easier when you're getting those experience points, which you're bound to get. Um, you're you're gonna see that she becomes a bit of a monster in terms of being able to investigate. Okay, so you don't get use of the rogue action economy. 
Um, you can use economy cards as burning the midnight oil, which is just when you investigate, gain three resources, um, or gain three resources from the old emergency quiche. Um, again, I think I mentioned it in the Arkham Horror episode. People give you funny looks when they see our emergency cash in your uh, deck list, but it's literally in every single one of mine. It's like the first thing I put in any deck. Um, I just love it. Zero cost, gain three resources. You just can't even, you know, you can't even argue with it. Um, her poor fight stat could potentially be an issue. I know that there are situations where you do need to fight enemies. And Seeker's fighting is generally based on events. So, like I said, a cult invocation. Um, I've got a plan. Probably the two best ones. There's some upgraded cards you can get. Um, but I think those are two probably the two best ones in terms of enemy management. So that's why really, you because you've got that four evasion, you're probably going to be leaning quite heavily into the evasion to get away from get away from the old bad guys. Again, these are all very much combo-based. So you need a lot of resources, you need a lot of cards. You need to have these, these things down before really you find your powerhouse. So you could take a couple of turns, burning through your deck and gaining the resources and see if you can get the cards you need. Um, how well that will do long term, I don't know. If you're lucky and you see the cards you need in your starting hand, you're onto a winner, but the chances of that are pretty pretty small. Um, you do need to get the experience. Um, <laughs> you, you, there's no no way around it. You need to be getting good experience each each game to make sure you're getting the maximum um, upgrades possible. Like I said, grotesque statue is pretty expensive. Um, Death, if you're going to play it, Pathfinder, um, Higher Education, Studious are ones that I have in my deck list. Um, whether those are what you would go with, I don't know. But if looking from a solo perspective, starting off with more cards in your hand um, is great. Automatically triggers the ability on Higher Education because you've definitely got more than five cards in your hand. Pathfinder, again, it's that free move. That free move for me. Absolutely love it. Triggers her ability. Her ability is then free, and again, it it just works. Um, Grotesque statue isn't necessarily an essential, although I do think it's pretty good. The option to uh, have a look at multiple chaos tokens and potentially get more successful, but you could probably spend that experience on something different and, and still have just as much uh, success. Um, I think really that's it for for Ursula. I, I, I think she falls very much in line with, with Trish because of her stat line and her ability to get that free clue, that oh, well, that extra investigate. Um, Trish has the benefit of, of just getting the clue. She doesn't mess around. Um, Ursula, you do need to do the investigate. But I think with the card she has access to, um, the Seeker class itself really has developed. It's got a little bit more in terms of enemy management. I still think it needs a little bit more in terms of resource generation, but they get a lot of cards. <laughs> they have the ability to draw a lot of cards. So, yeah, I think Ursula for me is a, a big deal in terms of uh, solo play. Um, one secret I did want to briefly mention, uh, I don't want to go too much into him because I'm, I'm, not, I'm still not 100% sold, but I feel like he has the potential to be really good solo, and that's actually Rex. So... Rex gets the um, the five card splash like all the, the Dunwich Investigators so he can play any five level zero cards from any faction. So I think there you've got some good, some potential there. You can play cards like Leo DeLuca, 
um, Faustian bargain, you can potentially get the, the rogue classes um, action and resources, which never hurt anybody. Um, his ability, when you succeed by two or more in that investigate, to gain an extra clue, I think is is so critical. Obviously, if you're playing taboo, it's it's once per turn, but if you're playing non-taboo like we do, me and my friends, then um, you can just keep doing it. So potentially you've got Rex as this massive clue hoover. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could stick with the likes of and Christopher, so you're gaining the resource um, instead of gaining an action. But I don't know, I quite like the idea of Leo DeLuca and having that extra action to maybe move and stuff. He gets all the same cards as Ursula because he's a seeker. So again, field work, shortcut, working a hunch. All these cards that let you grab clues for free. Um, again, I'm a huge fan of field work. I think that plus two bonus is is worth it every time. Um, and again, the seeker skills are pretty strong. You would need those to, to help try and make sure you're getting that plus two over um, so you can gain that extra clue which I think is, is pretty useful Rex is I know that Rex was, was very much revered sort of reviewed as one of the best investigators um, especially from the C class I think since some of the others have come out like Ursula I think he's been a bit knocked back in ranking but I still feel that he's got a lot of potential with that it's those five Level zero cards. That's what I think, mate. Same with Jenny from the road class. Those five level zero cards. If you pick the right five, or you don't mean you don't even need to play the whole five. You can play however many you want from that. But if you pick the right ones, you're going to go far. Like I said, Faustian bargain. Um, two copies of that. Two copies of Leo DeLuca. You're you're in the the money, <laughs> and Leo DeLuca is going to give you extra actions. Um, you just can't fault it. Um, like I said, getting that extra clue when you succeed by two or more investigating. If you're going to be... I mean, okay, he does only have a four intellect. So you do need to put a little bit more effort in to succeed by two or more. Um, but with again, the seeker skill pool is pretty good. Inquiry mind gives you plus three if there's a clue at your area. Um, deduction, okay, it only gives you one, but if you succeed, you gain an additional clue. So imagine if you succeed by two while using deduction, you gain three clues from your location. You just, yeah, the the, I think the um, the rewards are there. Or hell, if you're going to um, play the level zeros, you could even play the um, daring maneuver and get the plus two from if you succeed I think it's Daring Maneuver is it Daring Maneuver? yes it is Daring Maneuver <laughs> when you succeed at a skill test you get plus 2 skill value for that test again that triggers then his ability so if you're only succeeding by 1 or if you're only succeeding by 0 boom you get plus 2 skill value and you're back on and you're back in back in the game you, I think Rex has a, a good a good lot of potential um Again, I don't want to go too much into it because you could go through every investigator and, and talk about how great they would be um, solo. <laughs> um, I'm personally at the moment looking at um, Luke Robinson for our uh, Dream Eaters uh, campaign and playing the actual dream side of it. 
and I think he, as Solo, would be wonderful. I mean, his ability alone with the dream, um, the dream box to just keep moving away. <laughs> his, his out there, the gate box, sorry. Um, to, to just keep moving away. And his ability, he's got three intellects, so it's not horrific, but, you know, it's not great. But I think his ability to just keep moving away and getting away is, and having access to seeker cards, I think he's got some potential. But, um, again... Not going to go too much into it, going to keep this sort of concise. So, gone through Rex, um, gone through Ursula. Um, essentially, just like to have another quick uh, musical interlude. Um, come back, just ha have a look at a, uh, a survivor investigator that I'm a pretty big fan of, um, and, and I've been quite behind since his release in the Dunwich Legacy cycle. Um, and then we'll go from there. Hi, welcome back. Um, again, we're talking about Arkham Horror, um, the living card game, uh, looking at solo investigators. So, as I said, I want to look at a survivor uh, investigator who I played a few times um, solo. Um, I played the Night of the Zealot campaign with them, and I played the Dormitch Legacy campaign with them, all solo. I truly believe that this investigator is one of the better ones for for Solo, um, solely because of his uh, pet dog. <laughs> so, of course, if you haven't guessed it, it's Ashcan Pete. Um, I really, really like um, Ashcan. I like him for a couple of reasons. So, A, he's a survivor. I think the survivor carpool is... Um, quickly became very much a favourite of mine after the rogues. So, I love that survivors see success in failure. So if they fail by, you know, so much, they gain sort of abilities, or um, if you're about to fail, you can play cards like Lucky and actually succeed. I think they've they've just got a tremendous carpool. Um, Ash Campete's ability, you begin play with Duke in, <laughs> in play. Uh, Duke is pretty much who you're really playing as, <laughs> more than Ash Campete. So Duke's ability, um, he's an ally, although he doesn't, take up an ally slot um, essentially you exhaust duke you can fight with him and you start with a base value of four um, and the attack deals plus one damage or you can exhaust duke and investigate you investigate with a base skill value of four and you can even move to a connecting location immediately before investigating so he oh, yeah i mean you can't fault that for an ability <laughs> um fights and does plus one damage giving you a base of four which is great it's pretty pretty solid um or investigate with a base of four which again is great pretty solid and even allows you to move for free <laughs> so he's he's pretty um he gets two actions for the price of one um um ash Campete's ability you can discard a card for free as a, like a free trigger to uh, ready an asset you control limit once per round so again you can use duke twice in a turn um essentially because of that ability or if you pull the Elder Sign, you even get to Ready Duke, which is great. Again, Ash Campete can play the Survivor cards, which I love. Um, things like Look What I Found, Lucky, have been staples in pretty much every Survivor deck I've ever built. And just like Rex, and just like Jenny, he gets those five splash cards from any other faction. Now, at the time, I didn't really take advantage of that when I played him solo. Um, I didn't really see a point. There wasn't many cards that I really felt fit in because essentially it was about keeping 
Duke alive, um, making sure that any damage and stuff was being taken on either Ashcan or taken on his assets. So essentially, I, I went very much heavy onto protecting Duke as part of my my playstyle. So now I don't know. I think I would play it a little bit differently now. There's a lot of cards from a lot of different factions that could really help. Skills as well. Um, a lot of the skill cards now are big. They have like multiple um, icons on. Um, rather than just sort of one or two, they'll have multiple uh, wild icons used for anything. One of the good things about Ashcam, because essentially you have that four fight and that four intellect, um, he also has four willpower as, as a sort of standard, which is absolutely great. Because that means when you're tackling the mythos, you, you've got a better chance. Um, and I used Ashcan, I said, quite a long time ago, technically, as I said, it was for the Dunwich Legacy, not even the return to, it was just the normal Dunwich Legacy. So I proved how long it was ago. Um, and also for the course campaign as well, when I played that solo, I played Ashcan Pete. Um, yeah, so Survivor's got some, some great cards, and it really, really. Um, helps out, but again, you're pretty much using Ash Campete for Duke. You're really playing Duke with Ash Campete as sort of a backup, because <laughs> um, Duke is really you're you're he, you're using him to fight and you're using him to investigate. <laughs> two of the two of the main things in the game. Um, that's what you're using him for. You're pretty much just using Ash Camp for your uh, for your willpower tests because um, he provides the value. Again, can be uh, level not to five neutral cards. So again, he can he can get those neutral cards. Things like um, emergency cash, all the innate blank neutral um, skills. This guy gets access to them. Um, again, I think Survivor is just a great class, and I think with the release of Stella, they they've seen a lot a big boost because Stella really really works those um, if you fail type encounters. Um, absolutely wonderful but for me Ashcan was like one of the first people I played solo um, like properly solo through a whole campaign with a deck I built and I think he he may not necessarily hold up as well now um, but I think with the a lot of the card pool that's out at the moment there's definitely some options there um, for Ashcan Pete um, so that's pretty much it for that Again, I did. It was more of an honourable mention, but I did want to get it out there because I felt Ashcan was really fun when I when I first picked him up and, and used him in solo. Um, so we'll go for another musical break. We'll come back and we'll pretty much just close down the episode. Um, so we'll be right back. Hi, welcome back. Um, again, we're going to talk about Arkham Horror, the card game, um, solo play. I'm looking at solo investigators. Um, I think we're pretty much at the end now, really. So a little bit of a summary. I think a lot of the investigators I've looked at, so the likes of uh, Trish, Ursula, Rex, Ash Campete, um, going back to the blog, which was Skids O'Toole, uh, Finn Edwards and um, Jenny Barnes, all of them have great abilities, um, great stat lines, really really great card pools um, so I think they've all got it down in terms of solo play there are some characters that clearly aren't good for solo um, Mark Harrigan <laughs> um, Tony Morgan I would not play them in, so <laughs> in solo um, they just don't feel right for solo if, if it's maybe a heavy fighting um, campaign then maybe 
but I think their their lack of clue gathering abilities makes them makes them awful for solo. Um, I'm not a big fan of using mystics in solo simply because nine times out of ten you end up relying on that willpower stat and having to get spells and stuff out to work that willpower stat. So I'm not the biggest fan of um, of mystics in terms of solo. Um, I do find myself leaning towards. Um, characters that that have got a little bit more variety, a little bit more balance to them. Um, Joe Diamond is 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 another probably honourable mention in terms of the Seeker class because he can pack Seeker. He's like the reverse of of Roland Banks, so he he's a Seeker that can splash Guardian rather than a Guardian that can splash Seeker. Um, so he he's pretty cool. But again. The lack of, when I played the him solo, um, a lack of uh, action economy, a lack of resources um, meant a lot of the time I was kind of just investigating and ending my turn. Um, so even though you think, well actually he's going to be good solo, not necessarily. Same with Roland. Roland's ability triggers when he beats an enemy, but if you're not meeting any enemies, his ability is useless. So it's a bit, it's a bit silly. Um but I do feel that some of the investigators I've, I've gone through have a, a top in terms of uh, solo play. If, obviously, if you've got any differences in terms of thought, I mean, send them in to me. I'm, I'm happy to happy to take on anyone's uh, uh, sort of view. But for me, um, the rogue, rogue classes, especially Trish Garbra, is going to be big for, for solo play. Um, I can maybe see... The guys at Fantasy Flight may be reviewing that and having a look at the cards that are played in the decks, and I can see them being tabooed somehow or, or um, mutated. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, li- I like where the, the game is at, at the minute in terms of solo play. Um, so again, it's been a bit of a break from from the wrestling side of things. Um, this season has sort of had to do a little bit of filler, unfortunately, because. Again, trying to sort of get people nailed down to do <laughs> do recordings has been tough. Um, so again, you probably won't be hearing any more in terms of non wrestling related um, episodes for this season. Um, but next next season, I do want to get back onto more gaming. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Um, again, I will post a link to the blog in the episode description. Um, you can get me on Instagram, uh, Big Boss Book Club. Um, you know, if you want to. Uh, comment on anything or send me a message please do i'm happy to happy to speak to anybody um don't think there's anything else i think uh next time uh we'll be back we'll be back with some wrestling I'm, I'm hoping to have my friend luke on with me at that stage um if not it'll be something completely different but we'll see um anyway uh, thank you so much for listening again instagram big boss book club I'll put the link to the Genesis blog spot in this uh, in the episode description. Uh, please go check it out. I do post when I can. I don't always, unfortunately, get get much opportunity to. But but please jump on and have a read if you're if you're interested. Um, I'm Big Boss. I'm out. Peace. <laughs>